10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Live from London, this is The Late Show with Genevieve Bent on Teachers Talk Radio. Good evening, it's 8 p.m. Welcome to The Late Show. I am Genevieve Bent and I'm here with you until 9.30 p.m. this evening. Coming up, we'll be discussing Christmas traditions. What are your traditions? And also hopes for the new year. It's Thursday evening, this is Teachers Talk Radio and we are live. Live from London, this is The Late Show with Genevieve Bent on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live on the Podbean app or desktop player. Just head over to www.podbean.com slash lsw slash ttradio or search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag ttradio. Good evening. Good evening. It's been a little while since I have been on the airwaves. Um, and so I am back. The Late Show of me, Genevieve Benton, and I am back on a different day. We'll get into that in a moment. Um, of course, as usual, want you to connect with me, want you to join in the discussion. And we are back. So it's at TT Radio 2021. Hashtag TT Radio. Follow the hashtag on our social media. And of course, you can connect with me personally at Vive Wright. Good evening to anyone entering the live studio. Lovely to have you with us this evening. Of course, if you do want to have a chat with me and you want to call in, if you call in, you will win a mug. So, you know, it is Christmas time. Obviously, you're probably not going to get it before Christmas. But if you are interested in getting yourself one of those mugs, mugs please do call in and have a chat. Now, of course, it's been a little while, as I said, I haven't been on for a um, a few weeks. And, you know, I'm sure most of you who um, will listen back or listening in the live studio this evening will know that it's been a very, very busy term, um, very busy half term in particular. Evening to Khalil, our Sunday lunch host. Evening, Khalil. Lovely to have you with us or with me this evening, should I say. Um yeah, Khalil is one of our Sunday lunch hosts and I, well, is the Sunday lunch host. And I know that you did a Christmas quiz um, this Sunday, which I'm sure went down a treat. Sorry, I couldn't be there, but I was at the last one. I know how funny it was. Um, but yes, so if you are listening back, how are you doing? If you are joining me in the live studio, it'd be lovely to know how you are. We finally made it. As I said, it has been a very, very busy and manic half term for obvious reasons. Um, and so I'm here on a Monday evening, which is obviously new to me. But um, I'm standing in for Emily, who is our Monday Late Show host. I couldn't do last Thursday. So, of course, I wanted to make the effort to try and get in a show before the new year. Um, so I'm here. And like I said, we made it. It has been really, really strange, really um What's the word? Surreal. It's definitely been surreal. Um, COVID has been on the headlines for pretty much everyone. Um, and I don't know about you, but certainly COVID was the big, the big thing going on in my school and certainly schools across the country, across the UK. Um, thinking about staff absence, thinking about student absence. Um, it'd be really interesting to hear from any teachers how they were affected by it 
because not just not just um you know being in school and having staff going down but also seeing your staff go down um and just over the last couple of days so many twitter colleagues um i'm seeing so many posts so many tweets about staff being on the first day of their holidays um and testing positive and it's just it's it's just it's surreal like i said it is crazy at the moment um and of course, what has been the talk of the town based off of that is thinking about school closures or not school closures as we as we know at the moment, um, is the urge to ex-teachers to sign up because of these absences. Good afternoon, good evening, even if you're entering the live studio, I'm saying good afternoon, but it's 8 p.m. Um yeah, I mean what do what do we think about this because it's been taken over the timeline as as it rightly should um with people just baffled and bewildered as to why they think this is a good idea um now i, I don't even know where to start really um so for those of you who are not familiar with um that that call to ex teachers Basically, the education secretary um, has called on school leaders, head teachers, um, to encourage ex-teachers to sign up to help with COVID-19 staff shortages. Now, as I just said, I don't, like I said, I don't know about you, but certainly the shortages um, for the end of term just before we broke up was actually through the roof. Like literally, it's um, as the you know the word of the last two years unprecedented it's not something that we've seen before and I know that's the case for a lot of school teachers at the moment um but in an email to head teachers the education secretary said that the government was looking at what measures to put in place to boost supply capacity including offering advice to ex-teachers who are keen to support schools now I don't know about you but I know quite a few teachers who have left the profession um since I joined teaching obviously through retirement but because they just don't, they don't want to do teaching anymore. Um, and now I don't know about you, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't see any of those teachers signing up um, for the love of teaching to come back into schools. Now we know that teaching, we love teaching, we love the vocation, but it's everything else. Um, so I, <laughs> I don't know why this was sort of thought of as a good idea. I don't, I don't see it if I'm honest. Um, and, you know, the chair of the Education Select Committee had asked the government why there wasn't an army of retired teachers. Um, really? Really? Is the, I mean, that's all I can say. Really? Are we really saying that there's going to be an army of retired teachers ready to run back into schools? Now, like I said, we love teaching. We love the vocation. But it's everything else. And certainly if I'm retired... I'm not going to be running back into a school. Let's be honest. Again, correct me if I am wrong. Um, I just don't see it. So we'll see what happens. I don't know how we're. I don't know how we're feeling about you know coming the coming term um, in January. Obviously, there's lots of um, restrictions that they're saying are going to happen. Who actually knows what it's going to look like? I, th I think we we've all sort of come to the conclusion that there's not going to be. Um, any school closures unless something changes but we'll see um nathan one of wednesday twilight host he did a version of that tweet that went out today by the dfe um and it 
it, it had replaced the person who was shown on the advert um, as as being, well, I think it was the Golden Girls, <laughs> um, the Golden Girls, the popular show and obviously uh, a nod to being retired teachers. So, <laughs> um, Khalil, you said so, <laughs> sorry. <coughs> Khalil, you said so many people thought it was genuine. Um, I thought it was genuine. I had to look twice. I had to look twice. And Ibs, you've said, but aren't they the most vulnerable? Jane Ritter. Jane, is that... I think I went silent there for a minute. Um, sorry about that. So I'm not sure if that's Ibs or if Jane is texting in, but um, aren't they the most vulnerable? I'd agree with you. I would absolutely agree with you, but also in more ways than one. They're vulnerable in the sense of being vulnerable in COVID, some of them, of course, if they are retired, certainly that, um, you know, that, that goes up. But also just being vulnerable in the sense that they have left teaching for a reason. Why would we want to then just shove them back into schools because there is no other plan? There is no plan B. It's, it, it's, it is crazy. Um, but, but we'll see. Like I said, what are your thoughts on these teachers going back? Khalil, you said it was very good photoshopping, to be fair. His Instagram must be impressive. Well, we know that Nathan has got skills. We know that he's got skills in the, in the, the Photoshop and, and creative department because um, I'm sure he's, he's the IG, the IG uh, guy, I'm sure, for Teachers Talk Radio. Um, and welcome to if you're entering the live studio at the moment. But also there was another thing that I found interesting about this was that Michael Wilshaw has signed up to be, to be a teacher in a South London school. Now, we know who he is, former head of Ofsted, but wouldn't it be ironic if he was, you know, doing his stint, um, doing his duty in, in school um, from January and that school is Ofsteded? I just, I would love to be a fly on the wall if that, if that actually happens. Could you imagine? Um, I'm sure it won't happen. I'm sure it's going to be very strategic, but, you know, I'd, I'd really be interested to see what, what the outcome would look like. Um, but yes, so... I know it is the talk of the town at the moment. It is the hot off the press topic. And I'm sure it's not going to be going away anytime soon, especially as that tweet is circulating and doing the numbers at the moment. But of course, I'm not here to talk about COVID, COVID, COVID. Um, we've all heard lots about COVID and solidarity to those who are um, suffering from COVID or have got you know, tested positive over the last few days or even, you know, over this pandemic um, and wishing you lots of um, uh, prayers and thoughts and get well soon. But of course, I am here to talk about Christmas traditions this evening. Um, I've been very excited because I am very, someone who is extremely into Christmas. I am that Christmas person. So before we start to talk about Christmas traditions, I'm just going to get you into the mood. If it decides to to play. Oh. Well you've let me down big time. Well if it if it if it plays, we'll see. Um, but I've got a little bit of Christmas music for you, just to get you in the mood, a little bit of a jingle. Um 
And if it decides to to work or play this evening, then I'm sure um, it will let me know. But essentially, I have my tonight's show is about Christmas traditions. So I've been asking people, what are your Christmas traditions and do you have any? Um, so, you know, it's a big question, but I, I've sort of... I've sort of factored in three different types of traditions that might come about. So we've got cultural, got religious, and we've got, of course, family traditions. Um, but, you know, or even with friends, really, you know, friends are extended families. And I just, I, like I said, I'm someone who loves Christmas, love, love, love Christmas time. Um, I, I, you know, I'm thinking about it from, you know, early November, um, you know, you when you're in stores and you start to see the shelves start to be filled with Christmas stuff and you're like, mm, could get me in the mood. It doesn't take a lot to get me in the mood for Christmas, if I'm honest. Um, so I wanted to sort of bring a Christmassy feel to the show this evening. It is my last show of the year. So I thought, let, let's talk about something really um, cheery and something that I love talking about. Um, and thinking about my traditions, there are there's so many from different perspectives and we'll talk about them as we go through the show. But certainly <clears throat> thinking about the end of term, how do you get, how do you get into the Christmas mood? Um, in How do you get into the Christmas mood at school? What do you do? How do you get into the holiday vibe with your students? Certainly I work in a multicultural school. So many of our students are not, um, do not celebrate Christmas and many of us, my students are Muslim but actually love the holiday period so it's thinking about how I get those those students um you know making sure that they feel included and, and my celebrations are inclusive as well um or Hindu or Sikh but many of them do love Christmas time um, and so for me personally getting more and more festive as the days go by is how I get myself into the mood and how I encourage students and um, to become in come into that holiday spirit essentially hi Jane um need to sort out your profile no worries lovely to have you with us on um in the live studio this evening lovely to have you with me um so thinking about how I get more festive well of course the subtle earrings come in so I've got a range of Christmas earrings which I absolutely love and that collection increases um <laughs> over time so each year my collection is getting bigger um clearly why not and so the subtle earrings come in and those are like little glitter balls and you know little comments from kids and colleagues and then of course we move towards Christmas jumper day um and as that happens my earrings become more festive sometimes I wear my flashy earrings the ones that actually flash um bright bright red as I'm walking down the corridor um so they, they get more and more festive as I go on. And then, of course, when it comes to the final day of term, that's when I really bring out the big guns. That is the mask and the, you know, well, obviously this is recent times, but wearing the mask around school and facial covering around school that is festive -y. So that's not really a word, but you get what I'm trying to say. Um, and then um, big, big bright green slash red earrings wear a headband with Merry Christmas on it, or I might wear the headband with a big present on the on the top. There's so many things that I like to bring onto my school uniform, if that's what you want to call it, um, to make myself look festive. Absolutely love it. Um, and I'm someone who plays 
um, Chris, I, I play music in lessons. I wonder if there's any other teachers listening or listening back who plays music in lessons. I find that it just brings a really nice, calm environment um, into classrooms. So I usually play Disney, um, instrumental Disney, so all the classics, but on piano. But of course, as it becomes more Christmassy, I, I start to wear Christmas, um, I start to use Christmas music in lessons. So many of my students. A couple of my students rolled their eyes at me last week because I played some music that they weren't, well, they were familiar with, but it was just old, basically. Now, to me, it doesn't feel old. Is there anyone in the live studio that knows the Destiny's Child Eight Days of Christmas and that whole Christmas album? Please tell me I'm not alone because it doesn't feel that old to me. I'll tell you that for free. Exactly, right? Exactly, Khalil. Big, big tune. Eight Days of Christmas, Destiny's Child. And Seema says Khalil should do a rendition. Of course, Khalil, you're welcome. Call in, do a rendition for me. And we'll see if we can hook you up with another mark. <laughs> um, Seema, yes, Seema. I agree completely, 100%. Um, but yeah, I play Christmas music in lessons. So I, ha- I switch between the Christmas playlist of Destiny's Child um, through to the Christmas crackers and the pop playlist of things like Mistletoe, Justin Bieber, Santa Tell Me, Ariana Grande, but also the Pentatonics. Um, does anyone know the Pentatonics? They are, they're really good. Really, really, really good. Um, and so they have like a whole Christmas um you know, catalogue of music. Oh, so good. And so, yeah, um, blast that in my in my lessons as well. Not too loud, obviously. I don't want to draw in unwanted attention from the corridors, although I am um, SLT. I don't want my seniors um, walking in um, looking, you know, looking far from impressed. Um, but yeah, Christmas music and lessons really gets them the vibe going. And especially the last week. Yes, Khalil, acapella. Gabriella, you said good group, pentatonics. Yes, absolutely. I was listening to them today, actually, on the drive home. Um, but yeah, so even on the last week of, of term, we had our required practical catch-up for chemistry. I'm a level chemistry teacher. And um, whilst they're doing their, their practical catch-ups, of course, I'm playing Christmas music in the background. Check with them first, of course. I don't want to take them off of off course, but it. I just love it. I love it. Um I think it works really well, but that's just my opinion. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, texting, texting to Live Studio, let me know what it is that you like to do um, in the lead up to Christmas, because I would I would say that all of this is part of um, a tradition, right? You do this, you know, practicing the same things over and over. This is part of my tradition, certainly in, when it comes to um, school and the run up to the holidays. And yes, a bit of 70s pop, a bit of Wham, um, a bit of oh, one of my favourite songs. Is it Chris Rea, um, Driving Home for Christmas? That's one of my favourite Christmas songs. Uh, definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, and then Christmas movies, of course. But thinking about traditions outside of, you know, the general sort of um, things that happen yearly, I'm thinking more to do with like culture, more to do with family or background, religious traditions, um, 
you know, regional traditions, which I'll share a couple with you from um, Twitter. But I'm Black British Caribbean, and I think anyone who's listened to my show before will probably know that. Or if anyone's connected with me on Twitter, you'd probably know that. Um, Jamaica is my background, um, so my parents or grandparents. And so just being from that background, having that heritage means that there's lots of things that we do around this time anyway, um, that are traditions. And so there was one tweet that I retweeted uh, this week no, was it this week? It might have been Sunday. It might have been yesterday, actually. And it was, it's 100% true, completely relate to it. And it said, um, it was talking about the cleaning and tidying that we do um, as Caribbean people in the run up to Christmas. So I'll read out the tweet for you because I put it up, I retweeted it and I also put it up um, onto my social media, my personal social media. And the amount of yes, um, no lies responses that I got was that it's the tweet says Caribbean people vigorously sprinkling the house on the lead up to Christmas as if Jesus is going to come and personally visit all of our homes <laughs> and it's just so it's so true honestly I have been cleaning and tidying my um my place since I got home on Friday afternoon we finished at one well the kids finished at one left by about two thirty, got home and literally I've been tidying since then and although I was at my parents yesterday, I came back and I've been tidying since I came back. And it's a big thing, like genuinely a big thing. Everything needs to be on point before the big day. <laughs> Khalil has texted in saying, my mum used to make me work. Why was her wiping skirting boards? Khalil, you can't, I mean, your mum knows exactly what she's doing. You can't be cleaning the house and you're ignoring the skirting boards where, you know, dust is collecting. Everything <laughs> needs to be done properly um so that has been my job it's just part of it's part of the culture um and I'm sure there are you know people people from other backgrounds who are doing this as well because we want the place to look nice and, and feel clean before Christmas comes especially if you're having guests round and and we're probably gonna have Christmas around my well we are gonna have Christmas around my place this year so of course I want it to be even extra clean for the guests um, and by guests, I just meet my immediate family, mum, my dad and my sister. But certainly there's so many different things that we do. Um, Jamaican background, Caribbean background um, that are traditions now. And that have the stuff that has been instilled in me from um, a young child up until now and, and stuff that I will instill, um, you know, in future generations, hopefully. Um, so there's so many things and I just want to know what I wanted to know what what people do um in the run-up to Christmas and so one thing that I wanted to I'm like I said we will talk about this and but one thing I wanted to bring up was sorrel now I did a show around Windrush Day time um this year um and that Windrush Day is the 22nd of June so it was around that time um earlier this year and I talked about some resources and one of those resources had a recipe for sorrel. Now, I wonder if there's anyone who's listening or listening back who knows what sorrel is. Um, Khalil, I, I'm sure you do, but I wonder if anyone else does. Um, and I'll give you a special round of applause if you do know what it is. Uh, <laughs> All right, sorry, Khalil was texting in saying, with a laughing face saying, don't make assumptions, okay? <laughs> No assumptions, you may take it back. Okay, I eat my words. But he says he does. Um, 
Yes, sorrel. So sorrel drink is made of hibiscus flour um, and spices and fruits. But the hibiscus flour also is known as flor de Jamaica. It, well, that's not the right accent, but in Spanish it's known as flor de Jamaica or the Jamaica flour, um, which is really nice and really poetic, actually. And so sorrel is, um, yeah, made of hibiscus flour. It's a really dark red um color looks almost like wine or looks pretty much like wine and it's fruity and it's spicy and it's often combined with lots of ginger um and it's quite um it's a niche taste so it's it's strong but it's part of it's part of the culture um and I love sorrel personally love it love it love it um and so when it comes to this time of year in fact last year I bought my mum this kit for Christmas and it came with um dried sorrel as well as like all these other bits it was like a, a really nice kit specially made um and so like you make it you make it at home but you can also buy it ready made from like caribbean stores and so if you are if you want to try it just get down to your local caribbean shop if there is one near you or you can buy it online there is a shop called windrushbay.com that sells hampers and all lots of caribbean um food and drink but yeah, there's just so many traditions and I'm, we're going to follow this up after the, the news and the adverts because it's just so interesting. I did some research and I'm going to share all this research with you because I just loved it. I loved reading about different countries, different areas. And also I just want to share some um, traditions of, of people who, you know, who replied to me on Twitter. I did do a poll um, on whether people had a tradition or not. So I'm going to share the results of that with you after our ad and news break. And now everything's gone kaputs. Isn't that typical? Everything worked perfectly before I started the show. Even when I started the show, tried to play some Christmas music and now nothing works. Isn't that great? Hmm. Not even my audio effects work. Oh, okay, that just about works. Right, this is great, isn't it? Bear with me, please, lovely listeners. Okay, I'm going to get our ads read out later on in the show. So let's keep on going. Um, Khalil, thank you for your support. That's exactly how I feel. I want to put a hand over my face right now. Um, but there's nothing I can do. So um, so thinking about more traditions then. So thinking about a British tradition, um, I'll go back to Caribbean in a moment, but surely by now a British tradition is eating and buying lots and lots of celebrations. No? Would you agree? Um, celebrations, the chocolates. If you agree, please text in and let me know because I would say that this is arguably one of the biggest traditions now and that's arguing over the best ones um, and leaving the worst ones until right at the end until everyone is desperate because we all get like that you know when it's like two days after Christmas and you're rooting around for maybe three days and you're rooting around for sweet stuff um, and <laughs> and you're left with the, the worst ones and you eat them anyway but they're not your favorites I'm sure that's a tradition so <laughs> Of course, this brought me to think about the fact that the best chocolate in celebrations is slept on year after year. And I'd had enough. I had to make a declaration and Khalil was texted in saying he knows what's coming. Yeah, you know what's coming because 
you know what's coming because you quote you quote tweeted my tweet with a very violent response okay and we're going to talk about that Khalil so my issue is that bounty is the best chocolate in celebrations now if you disagree I'm sorry then you disagree but you're wrong okay you're absolutely wrong it is without a doubt the best chocolate in the celebrations tub okay now i've had enough i don't want to hear any more bounty slander okay slander slander what i can't even speak anymore slander i don't want to hear any bounty slander because bounty is an amazing chocolate made of coconut and chocolate how can you not like it how can anyone not like it i don't understand okay now i have eaten majority of my bounties in the celebrations box that i had but I put this out on Twitter and people, a lot of people responded positively. Yeah, a lot of people agreed with my tweet. But then we had some naysayers, some people who got involved, who didn't need to be involved and came with their bounty slander, okay, being violent in their response. And one of those people is Khalil, okay? Now, Khalil has texted in a couple of times. He said he knows what's coming and that he knows what's coming because he came to respond to my tweet and said, in fact, what did you say, Khalil? I'm going to pull up the response because it's not it's not good enough, isn't? <laughs> um, now, Khalil wasn't the only one. At, by far, he wasn't the only one who um, responded to say that Bounty is not a nice chocolate. However, okay, he's here in the live studio, so of course I'm going to call him out on it. He said, Bounties are the chocolate elixir of death. <laughs> Oh my, sorry, he's he's already, uh, he beat me to it. He texted it into the last studio saying bounties are the elixir of death. Can you imagine? What kind of response is that? Am I being over the top or is he being really, really extra? Okay, bounties are good, good chocolates. Now, Jane has texted in saying Milky Way. Now, Jane, do you mean Milky Way is the best or the worst? Which one? Um, but I'm sorry, I... I do not appreciate the Bounty slander because Bounty is such a beautiful chocolate. So delicious. Mrs. O has just entered the live studio and she she agreed with pretty much with Khalil and said Bounty is the last one to be eaten in our house. Twix and Maltese is our first. No, Twix is the most basic chocolate out of all of them. A bit of caramels and biscuit. I might as well just eat a, a digestive or something. Why do I want a, a chocolate that, that is just biscuit? And certainly not my first pick. Not to say I wouldn't eat it, I would, but certainly on my first pick. Greetings, Mrs. O. Everyone loves the Maltesers. So me and the kids got into it um, quite a few times at school about the chocolates, about which ones are best. Honestly, you think they want to behead me for liking Bounty. They would, <laughs> they will stand there and want to have an argument with me over this chocolate. I bought a 2.4 kilo box um, of celebrations. I tweeted it a couple of weeks ago. I bought it during the Black Friday sales and I've got one jar left, but every day I would just refill um, this candy cane tub that my mum lended me um, and give that out to my students each day for the last couple of weeks. So it, it was one of the best purchases I made Black Friday. So I do recommend that. Um, but yeah, like, oh, no. So Jaina said, I best, okay, so Milky Way is best. I love a bounty, but Milky Way is so rare here. Oh, Jane, where are you based? Please do text and let us know where you're based. Mrs. Owen said, digestives are nice though. Digestives are fine. I prefer them at the bottom of a cheesecake rather than eating them by themselves. I have to be honest. Um, 
but thank you for your contributions, Mrs. O. Digestives are okay. Yes, I, I'll, I'll let you off with that one. Jane, Italy, that's amazing. Um, Jane, you know, if you ever feel... Um, if you ever feel that you want to get involved in the conversation a little bit more, um, please do call in. I can get you a mug, possibly, I think. Um, thank you, Jane. Thank you for joining me from Italy as well. It's amazing. Um, Kamisha, good evening, uh, Kamisha. Lovely to have you with us this evening. Um, Seema, you've said Tom. Tom, Tom, Tom. Yes, Tom Rogers is our own, is our manager? He's the, he's the TT radio guy. He's the ma the main man. <laughs> right, Tim Tams are better than Milky Ways. Seema, I've never heard of a Tim Tam. You have to share with me what a Tim Tam is. I love this contribution. <laughs> Seema said, sorry, I pressed send. Okay, fine. Yeah, also correct. We'll definitely change that to Tom, I guess. Um, but yeah, so I pulled my timeline about whether they had a tradition or not. And the last time I checked earlier today, it was about 60-40. It's now gone down to 57-43% in favour of yes. So 57 people who have voted have said they do have a tradition. Um, so one of those, tra those traditions that I will share with you was this one really got to me because I've also lost someone this year. Um, and this one said, yes, um, their tradition was a toast during Christmas dinner for those we have lost with a particular emphasis on anyone we've lost that year. Um, now, actually, it makes me feel quite emotional um, even just reading that back again. Um, yeah, really, really emotional. But that's definitely, I mean, we think about, we think about, you know, during prayers and that sort of thing, we talk about the people that we've lost, but certainly doing a toast during Christmas dinner. Oh, gosh, I'm getting emotional. I'm trying not to get too emotional. Um, but that's something that we'll definitely, I will definitely and will definitely do as a family, um, especially this year, thinking about what, you know, what has happened this year. It is beautiful, Mrs. O, I agree with you. It is beautiful, beautiful um, tradition. And I didn't retweet that, but I'm going to retweet it. Um, Seema, you've said a Tim Tam is an Aussie delight where Jane is from. Oh, okay. Um, I did try, I know this is not Australia, this is New Zealand, but I did try this pineapple, um, I think it was chocolate covered pineapple treat that my colleague from New Zealand got me one time for my birthday and that was quite tasty. Um, Tim Tams are Australian biscuits, Jane has said, she agrees with Seema. Um, Jane, and you've also texted in, so sorry Genevieve, thank you Jane, I really, really appreciate that, it's so lovely. Um, Another tradition was working in a, someone who worked, Tara, who worked in a German school. So, uh, so her son started the St. Nicholas tradition of leaving a shoe to be filled with chocolates and treats by St. Nicholas, which is pretty lovely. It is pretty lovely. And she also has, they also have new PJs and a book every Christmas Eve. I love that idea. Something that I think I would like to do in the future. The, the new book idea. Um, I love reading anyway, which anyone who's listened to my show before talk about books quite a lot. Um, so I love that tradition. Really, really nice. But like I said, as part of the research for the show, I did do some research for looking at traditions across the world. And there are some beautiful traditions, beautiful, beautiful. Um, but I just thought I'd start with a really, I don't want to say odd. It's just strange to us, I guess. Um, because that's not our tradition. But I'll start with a, um, 
a unique one, and that was Japan. So I wonder if anyone will listen back who is from Japan. But Christmas, so I did read that Christmas isn't a national holiday in Japan um, because there is an estimated of 1% of the population being Christian. So it's obviously not a major a major holiday. Um, but there is still a tradition that citizens find a a, a delicious, I say delicious because actually it's delicious to me, way to celebrate. Um, so rather than gathering around the table for like a roast turkey dinner, like the traditional British dinner or traditional American or, you know, Western dinner. Yes, Seema, it's KFC. So they head out to local KFC um, <laughs> for their Christmas dinner. So apparently the, the tradition began in 1974 after like this, this really successful marketing campaign um, called, oh, I don't want to pronounce it wrong, but Kurisumasu Niwa Kentucky, um, which meant Kentucky for Christmas. So since that campaign in 1974, yes, Jane, Jane is texting saying no. <laughs> um, but since that successful campaign, they have like maintained popularity during Christmas. Apparently some people order their boxes months in advance months in advance kfc for christmas rather than standing in a long line but apparently lines can become two hours three hours long to get finger licking good kfc on christmas can you believe that i mean Seema, you definitely can believe it because you you knew you knew you knew more than i did but I did not know that until I did research. Isn't it crazy? It's crazy that we all, different parts of the world, we do so many different, odd, unique, amazing things for the same time of year. Um, I just love it. So even though it's not a national holiday, it's still a way to celebrate, even for people who don't celebrate Christmas. I love, love, love that. Um, and like I said, if you are listening, please do let me know of any traditions that you, um, that you follow. Um, so the next one I came across or another one that I came across was this. I mean, this didn't sound this wasn't very out there. This was in Finland. Um, and so and I'm sure there are lots of people who start the day the same way or very similar. Um, and that is on Christmas morning, Finnish families traditionally eat a porridge um, and the porridge is made of rice. So like a rice pudding porridge and milk with cinnamon, butter, possibly. But. The unique thing to that was that they find they put an almond or almond um, inside one of the puddings. And so the person who finds the almond wins. Um, but of course, as you know, families with lots of kids, they'll fight. They'll hide quite a few almonds um, so that kids don't get upset. But even more than that, at the end of the day, apparently it's customary to warm up in a sauna together. How nice is that? So they have porridge made of rice in the morning and then a customary sauna session I mean you can't complain really I love 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 a sauna and obviously Finland is tends to have a colder climate so what a really really nice way to finish the Christmas day I just I thought it was really nice um so yes um good evening if you're entering the live studio this evening um lovely to have you with us and if you are um, if you are listening, thank you for joining me this evening as we talk about Christmas traditions. Now, I had tried to get some some holiday spirit into um, the show, but unfortunately wanted to um, 
let me down okay unfortunately but it's fine we're here and I think we're enjoying the conversation I would say um (laughs) so if you do feel like calling in and feel like sharing your traditions please do get in touch call in and you can win a mug it can be an early Christmas present you won't receive it before Christmas but you certainly have won it before Christmas if you feel like calling in press that button um so like I said, we're talking about traditions. So we had some more traditions shared with me on Twitter. Oh, I have got a caller. Kami- oh, she disappeared. Kamisha, if you're here, call back in. I'd love to hear what you have to say, your conversation tonight. Um, but hopefully she calls back in. We did have, I had another response. So partner is English and she is German. In Germany, we do everything on the 24th, uh, including swapping gifts in the evening. So on Christmas Day, he goes and has Christmas dinner with his family so that they've already done the gift swapping and she joins or does not depending the situation, which is really nice. And I, I actually replied to that saying it seems quite common that many other countries celebrate big on Christmas Eve. I went on a cruise a couple of years ago over the Christmas period and it was a big thing to celebrate, like all the dinner and everything, the crackers, the presents well, not presents, but like the shows and everything were on the Christmas Eve, the 24th. And then we were like, oh, everyone's really dressed up. I mean, we were all dressed up. But then the following day, it was a lot more casual, it was a lot more chilled. And we didn't realise that actually the cultural expectation was um, that they celebrate it big on Christmas Eve rather than the 25th. But Kamisha has called in. I'm going to uh, say hello, Kamisha. Good evening. Hi, good evening. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for joining me this evening. It's lovely to have you call in. You have won yourself a mug. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That is an early Christmas present for you, Kamisha. Do you want to just introduce yourself? Sure. Um, Hi, everyone. I'm Kamisha. I'm a colleague of Genevieve. I'm just calling in to share my Christmas tradition. Yes, thank you. And so Kamisha is um, an overseas trained teacher who joined us, you know, a few years ago. So she's actually from Jamaica. Um, And so, of course, I'm sure, Kamisha, I was talking about Caribbean traditions earlier. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. But obviously, being from Jamaica, you can share with us some of the traditions that that you have um, each Christmas. Yes, definitely. Um, Well, first off, let me start with leading up to Christmas. Um, in Jamaica, we normally do what, what we'll say, a spring cleaning. Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so every year, um, windows, every room, doors, essentially cleaning every single thing in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, some people like to do a paint job as well, depending on, um, if your house needs a lot of painting. Painting but, as well. Uh, like to do a paint job, um, fresh new look for the Christmas. Uh, we would wow. tend to do that. And then um, Christmas Eve, well, firstly, we'd have to decorate trees and yeah. um, change curtains, all the words. Yeah, and it's funny you say that, just because earlier in the show, I was talking about a tweet that I sh- I retweeted, someone else had tweeted it, just talking about the cleaning that Caribbean <laughs> people do at Christmas. Yes, and then um, when is it? Christmas Eve, 
we have this tradition that we call grand market in Jamaica. Oh. So when I was a child growing up, we used to go every grand every every Christmas Eve. So it's basically like going to the town center and do shopping, but at cert on a normal day, the town center would be closed at certain hours. Mm. But on Christmas Eve, it's basically shopping from the day from the morning right back to Christmas Day. So it's wow. all night. The streets are filled with vendors, no cars um, passing on, on roads that cars used to pass on. And it's just literally a lot of people on the street. Mm. And you just be there until the next morning. Wow. Yes. So, <laughs> from, so all of Christmas Eve up until the next morning, Christmas Day. Yeah, Christmas Day. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. I'm sure it's packed with people as well. It's packed with people. And that's something that happens every year. Mm. And is that just in one region or is that sort of across the island? It's across the island, but there are different parishes that theirs are a little bit better than some other um, mm. parishes. So people tend to gravitate to towards the areas that it's better. Yeah. Yeah. And then on Christmas Day, we do this big, enormous cooking, different meats. Mm, yeah. Like My family on a whole, they normally do a, like, um, a, a dinner. It's either Christmas Day or on Boxing Day where they have all the extended family and everybody just getting together. Um, yeah. and you know just being merry they normally do that like it's like a family reunion absolutely it, 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 I mean a lot of my family are in Jamaica um but a lot of my family are over here so um yeah. it's uh, we've never really been able to do the whole and um, we all meet up at the same time just because my family is split obviously but it must be so nice to have them all you know as many as possible all around the table and, and at the house Yes, it is lovely. It's really lovely. I love that. Um, and what type of, so you said different meats. What type of, what, what other types of food are you eating, um, well, would you say, on Christmas Day? Um, rice and peas, of course. Of course. <laughs> Chicken, <laughs> curry goat, fish has to be there. Um, my mom loves um, cow skin. Oh, Yes, she actually just told me like about half an hour ago. <laughs> she was, she was getting. <laughs> she's got. She's actually. She she went to the. She went to the, um, the market and it was finished. So she's actually taking herself going to another district to actually get, get and what get she said, yeah she, what she said was if she has to wait until they kill the cow she's gonna win oh, oh. <laughs> wow she loves it that much yes she loves it that much wow and do you, and cow foot as well because cow foot is 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 something that um you know we eat in as part yes. of jamaican culture and um, so i'm guessing that would be part of the dishes yes that would be part of the dishes sorrel christmas cake yeah maybe beef it depends on because we normally decide what we're doing like two or three days before mm, of course yeah yes 
And um, I was going to talk about this later, but actually, since you're here, I might as well get you to talk about it. So it was Black Cake, um, something that I was going to bring up. I don't know yeah. if any of the listeners have heard of Black Cake before, but Kamisha, do you want to just tell them what Black Cake is? Oh, well, that's our Jamaican fruit cake. Yeah. Um, well, it's a cake. It's made from a lot of fruits such as raisins, prunes, cherries. So basically dried fruits. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody has a different technique to making it. So yeah. some people, they soak the fruits like, well, it depends on that baker. Some persons like to soak it like three months, six months in advance <laughs> so that the fruits are soaked in rum and wine. Yeah. So yeah. soaked and then on maybe, let's say, two two days before Christmas, they start the baking, mm. so usual flour, sugar, butter, and all, all the works. But the main ingredient is the fruits, yeah. um, browning, and also the the rum and wine that's placed in it mm. and um, flavor. Yes, and there's always someone, or at least one person in the family, that everyone wants to bake the cake. There's always my that one sister. person who bakes it. Yeah, your sister. My sister. I asked. I asked her, "Can you send me a cake <laughs> from Jamaica?" Yes, like literally. She had dough which I'm bummed about, but... Never mind. Yeah. Maybe maybe next year. For me, it's our auntie, but we're not going to get one this year either because she is, you know, she, has, she hasn't been um, too well. So we're oh. not going to have, we're not going to have a special this year, but maybe we can, I don't know, purchase one from somewhere. Yeah. We've maybe. got enough time. Maybe. <laughs> and Mrs. O has texted, has texted into live studio saying that's amazing. I think that was in reference to... Um, the the cow um oh. actually i don't know what it's in reference to mrs o do you want to text and let us know what you were referring to um but yeah kamisha i love that so are there yeah it was the cow she said um she said it well yes it was the cow um are there any other traditions not, not that i can think of that's like all of them combined <laughs> yeah yeah that's like I, all of them combined Spoke about sar- saril, I guess sar- baking saril would be a tradition. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Baking and um, getting the saril dried and making the drink. Yeah. Again, with a, with a lot of rum in it. Yeah. Well, that's, I, did, <laughs> I mentioned sorrel earlier in the show. I talked about um, what it was. And did you know, I don't know if a lot of people knew this, but the, the name for sorrel, the name for the hibiscus flower in Spanish is Flower de Jamaica. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. I know. I know. Oh, that's nice. I know. It's really nice. That's what I said. It's really nice. Yeah. Um, we've got... Kim, You, I mean, feel free to stay on the line. We've got yes. Jane who's called in from Italy, but feel free to stay on the line um, and, and come, you know, I'll speak to you again. All right, sure. And have a bit more conversation if you yeah. if you want to. Jane. Hi. Can you hello, how are you? How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for calling in. You say you need a kiss. Um <laughs> you would do this as I just got go live. Um 
No, I just, I, I was actually reflecting on traditions and I'm kind yes. of stuck in a, I'm stuck in, I'm stuck in Italy. Normally we would go back to Australia where, you know, um, Christmas is, is something else. It, it's just, it's hot, um, mm. kind of hangs out. We do have like the traditional, you know, turkey in the evening, but in the morning we kind of get up and have a brunch a bit of champagne and a, yes or something um and it's really nice but here in italy there are very very kind of strict rules about what you eat on particular days and really it takes weeks of preparation but basically on on the 24th it's a fish dinner okay and what type of fish um anything that um that they can catch that on the twenty on the night of the twenty third, all of the um, fishmongers stay open for the entire night. So you can go out at sort of two, three o'clock in the morning, and buy your fish for your meal on the twenty fourth. Yes. Um, and I mean, we normally have sort of pasta with um, with vongole and um whatever the catch of the day is and it's they have it in different um different versions basically they're about eight dishes pasta another pasta uh, (laughs) fried fish cooked fish it's just extraordinary and then the next day they all get up again on the 25th Um, yeah and do the whole meat thing um I found it really interesting listening to kim about like the mix of meats yes um yeah in Naples, we have this kind of special soup that they serve, and it has about seven different meats and eight different vegetables. Mm. And after I have to kind of prepare the um, the broth, and there's meat broth and chicken broth, and you've got to have a certain type of chicken. Um, it's really wow. <laughs> that sounds intense. It is, it is totally intense, but obviously then um, it is just a it's a it's constant eating. Mm. Um, but it's, it's a festival of food. Yeah, yeah, and but a lot of sort of um, a lot of fish, meat, and veg. I think here in particular, a lot of veg. Mm. And I like the. I it's obviously novel to me, but I lo- I love going out shopping at night. Um, and if I can go to the supermarket during like periods when I'm off, I actually love it. It's nice and quiet. It's yeah. you know. But I like the idea of it being open until the next day. A little bit like what Kamisha was saying with the market. And is it is it always very busy, like at all times of the out of the night, day and night? Because well, you know, different people do different jobs. Mm. And, um, I mean, my, my husband actually has a restaurant, so he pops down to the fishmonger and takes them their pizzas to make sure they're okay. Oh, that's so um, nice. Um, you know, it's really there. There are all of these traditions that kind of have it been there forever um, mm. I mean I don't I don't think the fishmonger needs to stay open all night but that's just what they do yeah it's um, it's just it's just that the culture is ingrained now exactly yeah they know that so it's um it's cool I love that and so when you say um you know meats on the Christmas day what sort of meat are you um w- would you all eat well, basically, um, in the soup, there's pretty much everything. There's beef, pork, mm. um, and other sort of, and chicken, bit of turkey. 
um, that makes the broth. And then they've got these seven or eight different vegetables. They're obviously mm. local, but I think a lot of them are, uh, quite a lot of them are sort of spinach and broccoli. And, and then there are the sort of local, we have a, um, a local broccoli, which is quite bitter. Um, and I don't actually know because I don't do it, thank God. <laughs> the laws do it for me. <laughs> Um, I just provide the kitchen and, and you know, clean up after them all. Yeah, I, um, I mean. <laughs> they are amazing. And, and they actually say to themselves, you know, how on earth did our mother do this? Because she was on it. There are three of them. Mm. And for years she cooked dinner for about 30 people. Every and year. When we do it, we kind of think, how on earth did she do it? Oh, honestly, just thinking about that makes me tired. <laughs> it makes me tired yeah. we only have we do immediate family for Christmas so it's like me and my mum dad my sister and my grandma um, and even that between obviously I help my mum now but between that like just doing that I'm, I'm exhausted yeah 30 people is just non-stop yeah I mean we we kind of get up to that number because then they we have like the sisters and their kids and then we have the cousins so we I mean at, at our table we're there are about 35 wow then the second cousins come for dessert and it's just it's a madhouse but it's really really good fun and um it's a really nice tradition it's, it's yeah a obviously last year we couldn't do it uh we don't know if we can do it this year. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. What are the restrictions like over there? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, my son was supposed to go to his um, his sort of end of year um, party for school last night, and it was mm. so we're kind of we're just all holding our breath at the moment. Well, I hope you. I hope you're able to celebrate in the way that you normally would, or the way that you would want to. Um, I know it's up and down across the world. Um, certainly is here at the moment. I'm sure you know that anyway. Yes. Um, so we'll just have to see how it plays out. Pretty much. I think for me, I mean, if I can next year, it would be going home to Australia and just having yeah. a Aussie Christmas because that's kind of so much more laid back. <laughs> There's so it's, pressure to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, saying that, I came across that, again, it's not Australia, it's New Zealand, but, um, so, you know, same climate um, and that, that a number of traditions centre around the barbecue or a grill. Um, would you say that's sort of very similar, aside from your brunches? But, I mean, it, it's sort of like we, we, keep the, we keep the tradition, but rather than your oven on in your house, you kind of oh. um, you put the turkey on the barbecue outside just because it's so hot. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, it, it's a lot more laid back because people. I think it's when in winter you're quite happy to eat quite a lot, whereas um, in summer there is that we. I mean, we would traditionally have like the full you know, Christmas dinner in the evening because it's cooler. Yeah. Um, whereas a lot of people would have it for lunch. Yeah, it, I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? Especially yeah. a big meal like that as well. I'm not sure what would the temperature be like in Jamaica. Is it not warm? Kim. Yes. Um, so Jane has said, what would the temperature be like around this time of year? It or Christmas still, Day? It would still be um, warm, but not like summer. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Maybe around 20 degrees. Oh, that's nice. But where I live in Jamaica, it's pretty cool. So mm-hmm. there would probably be around 17, 18, because it's in, it's in the hills of Manchester. I love it. I just, it's been, it's really nice to hear about different, um, about different, you know, the different things that different countries do in different parts of the world do. I, it's really, really nice. I mean, I had no idea Italy, you know, does this, it does the whole fish on the 23rd or on 24th rather. Um, and then the meat and the veg on the 25th. It's, just, it's, it's, I mean, it's a massive celebration, isn't it, in different parts of the world. Um, and it isn't just your turkey. Um, as as it is for as it is for for some countries, and certainly here that is part of our tradition in Britain. Um, Jane and Kamisha, it's been lovely to speak to you both. I'm going to have to run. Oh, um, thank so you, you, Genevieve. Um, yes, thank you so much for calling in this evening and for sharing a bit about both cultures, Italy and Australia. Really lovely. Okay, you take care. For the you too. Thank you. Bye, Jane. <laughs> bye bye. No problem, Jen. Uh, You're welcome. Thank you, Kamisha. It's been really nice to speak about, obviously, Caribbean culture as well. Love that. Um, and yes, if you if you want to, te- either of you, Jane or Kamisha, if you do want to text in your social media um, handles or Twitter handles, please do text that into the live studio. Thank you so much. Okay, no problem. Have a good evening. You too. You too. So. I mean, we are coming, it's it's past nine o'clock and I haven't even managed to play the news, but obviously we know why that was. That was because my thing has gone kaput. Um, so yes, unfortunately I couldn't play that. However, um, just want to share some more traditions with you. So we had Martinique. Now Martinique is a Francophone island um, in the Caribbean. And so they have a long-standing tradition where families visit their neighbours during Advent, so in the days leading up to Christmas, and on New Year's Day bearing holiday foods. So their holiday foods include yams. And I think by yams, it means sweet potato. Because I don't know if you are, you know, if you watch the movies, you tend to see old candied yams. And that's actually like sweet potato in America. It's not yam that we would have in the Caribbean or West Africa. Um, but yams, boudin creole, I'm not actually sure what that was, um, pork stew. And they sing Christmas carols together into the early hours and um, and add creole verses to traditional lyrics. How beautiful is that? So spending time with their neighbours, I guess it's just a big party, a big celebration um, and a communal celebration where everyone is bringing um foods and things to share. Barbados, another Caribbean island, so I'm sure we're all familiar with Barbados. So they have said that a Christmas table, researchers said that a Christmas table isn't complete without a baked ham. So the baked ham is decorated with pineapple, um, has got like garnishes, and then it's got a sorrel glaze. So sorrel, the hibiscus flower we talked about earlier, a rum cake and a dish called jug jug. Now jug jug, I'd never heard of this before because I don't I mean, my closest friends are Jamaican or um, Trinidadian um, or West African. And so Jug Jug, I was like, I don't know what that is. But it's a dish that's been inspired by a Scottish influence. Now, of course, we know that the Caribbean islands um, had, well, they were colonised. And obviously there's a big um, influence in terms of English um, influence, but also Scottish 
um, immigrants in the 1600s had a oh Jane has texted you've texted saying don't know how to leave sorry I've just I've just disconnected you Jane I'm sorry about that um thank you again <laughs> have a great evening um but it's a dish so jug jug dish inspired by the scottish influence um so there's lots of scottish migration in the 1600s and it's a dish that um has its origins in haggis so it's made from pigeon peas a type of peas um corn flour and salted meat so usually salted pork so i hadn't heard of that and i thought that was really interesting and so i know that you know, the Caribbean is often grouped together as like a monolith, but we know that there's so many different, so many different, um, different cultures and, and influ external influences in the Caribbean that each island is very unique. And so Martinique and Barbados, two very unique um, traditions that I, that is new to me, certainly. Um, some really nice ones. We had Brazil and Portuguese families come together on Christmas Eve and have dinner as, at 10 p.m. Then midnight for cr Christmas Day, they exchange gifts and they toast and they wish each, wish each other a Merry Christmas. Ukraine. Now, this one was lovely. Now, I don't know if anyone who's listening has heard of Orthodox Christian um, Christianity, but Orthodox Christianity, there's lots of different denominations um, as part of Orthodox. So Greek Orthodox, Russian Orthodox, Ukraine Orthodox, Ethiopian Orthodox. Now, Ethiopian Orthodox is the church that I grew up in um, and I'm baptised in. And, Ethi and Orthodox Christians follow a different calendar. So actually, we observe Christmas Day on a different date. We observe it on January the 7th. Um, now, growing up, um, whilst we did observe it on the 7th, of course, because that was church, that was the, you know, the church Christmas, Christian Christmas, we also observed it on the 25th. So it's like we had a bit of two, two Christmases and we still sort of do, we still do. Um, and so they, Orthodox Christians observe it on January the 7th and we have traditional garments, but in Ukraine, they have traditional garments and walk through the town singing carols. Um, and actually, I saw some pictures of, of Orthodox Christians um, going through the streets. And it just was really, really lovely, really beautiful and very communal. And I guess all of the traditions that I've, you know, I've done research on that it, we know that Christmas time or this this holiday time um, is a time where many people get together, families get together, but also um, there's more of a communal spirit we think about the people who don't have um you know that they don't have close relatives or close friends and so you know they are lonely at Christmas and that sort of thing and so it becomes even more important to to I guess to celebrate that communal um spirit and you know bringing people together is becomes more and more important especially now with everything that's happened over the last two years I know this is a bit of a tangent, but I don't know if anyone saw on Good Morning Britain um, that they have been doing a time, this time sort of campaign where people donate their time um, to people who are lonely. And I think they had done, by the last time I checked last week, some time it was something like 9 million, 10 million minutes of time had been donated. And it is really beautiful that people are doing that sort of thing. And we did a Christmas activity around that where children, um, our students pledged 
they made a pledge as part of our charity Christmas campaign at school. They made a pledge to do something for other people, whether that was pledging. And I had pledged to give some time to um, um, people in the elder community and students have pledged to give their time to, um, you know, their grandparents or pledge to to donate something um and you know thinking about that charitable um spirit and so yeah it becomes more and more important certainly um and which is why I, I just wanted to, to talk about you know that that sort of that yeah, that that celebration time and not just thinking about it as celebration, but also thinking of it as a time to come together with people, with neighbours, with community. Um, it, it is so important now, isn't it? It always has been, but even more so. Um, and I guess the last one that I wanted to share in terms of tradition, this was really nice. And this links to a tweet from Rich. And Rich Wrigley is our Tuesday Late Late Show um, host. He is based in... Mexico um and he yeah so he's he's a part of the chat physics team but he's also part of the teachers talk radio team and he shared with us about traditions in that he observes in Mexico since he moved to Mexico and he his I guess he had two traditions one was that um he you know his background but also um, being in Mexico, they said that Christmas dinner is always on the 24th. And this links back to what I was talking about earlier. It's always on the 24th. Um, and then he has the UK celebration or Christmas dinner on the 25th. Um, so he's got two traditions there where he's observing the Mexican and the British. And so what I found out was that the Mexican Christmas season begins early in December um, with something called Las Posadas. Um, and that's a religious march that reenacts the journey of Mary and Joseph. And then so they have um, this traditional parade, which is then actually fo is followed up by the New Year parades later, obviously, a new year. Um, and then they have the vibrant poinsettia um that we all know and love I'm sure um which actually mine is dying on the windowsill <laughs> that's not something to be proud of but I thought I mentioned that um those vibrant red poinsettia flowers are used in holiday arrangements and um, for decorations throughout the country so you know the similarities there with the way that we um you know poinsettia is one of our Christmas flowers and and is a symbol of of Christmas time and the holiday period um, so really, really nice traditions. I am, um, I am really, it, it really sort of, I guess, fills me with Christmas joy um, and um, yeah, loveliness because like I said at the beginning of the show, I do love Christmas and I absolutely love um, the lead up to Christmas and Advent and the festivities. Um, and I guess another tradition for me personally would be um, being a Christian, doing Advent plans um, and the lead up to Christmas as well. So on the, on the Bible app, doing plans that are all about Christmas time and, um, you know, the birth of Jesus and, um, you know, the, the, all, all of those lovely things. Um, so, yeah, just I thought it would be really nice to do that show and to end 2021 talking about things that make me happy.
Um, and as you heard from our wonderful listener um, callers this evening, from Kamisha and Jane, from who are come come from different parts of the world, um, their traditions, being able to share those with listeners as well was yeah, it was really nice. So thank you, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. If you're listening back, it has been. Hopefully you've enjoyed the show. It has been really enjoyable for me just talking about that and then learning some new things and hopefully you've been able to enjoy it too. It is, like I said, it is the last show of the year. Just reflecting back, I did say that, you know, I wanted to think about what my hopes are for the new year and I wonder if any of our listeners do have hopes for the new year and if you do, please do text them in. Um, But I, I guess our hope for the new year is a bit more stability. Um, I know that, you know, this pandemic isn't going away necessarily, but certainly stability in terms of what's happening here um, in the UK, thinking about future plans, thinking about schools, um, thinking about teachers and I guess just thinking about the country. Um, that Those are my hopes, really. Um, I'm very blessed to be able to still be around um, close family members. Like I said, I did lose someone this earlier this year um, and just hope, hope, I guess, hoping for good health um, for for my loved ones, friends and family next year, myself, um, and anything else is a bonus, really. Um, but it is, it is that time of year where you become reflective and you think about um, hopes and wishes and, of course, your New Year resolutions. I don't know if anyone is doing New Year resolutions for this year. I, I don't know if I will, um, but certainly that's my biggest hope that just health health um because without it you know nothing else really matters if we're honest um but if you do if you do want to connect with me and you do want to share any of your hopes for next year please do um connect with me it's at free right and you can follow the hashtag tt radio um, and you can connect with us of course teachers talk radio you can head to the website ttradio.org and you can listen back to all of the shows from our wonderful hosts from this year you can listen back to any of my shows um you know i I don't listen back to my shows at, at all really um but if you if you'd like to now have a little nosy um, listen to something whilst you're doing the washing up or you're, do, you're cleaning your skirting boards or changing your curtains, Kamisha, um, please do head to the website ttradio.org. You can listen back to any of the shows from this year there. Thank you to everyone who has listened to my show this year, um, whether that is for half an hour, whether that is for a whole show, whether that is for you know a part of a show. I really appreciate all the support. Um, and it has been lovely to have you riding with me. I am going to have a change to the schedule for next January, but I'll share that with you guys on um, Twitter. Um, and I'm sure they'll share that with you on Teachers Talk Radio as well. Thank you for everything. I wish you all a really amazing holiday. I know, like I said, there are people who um, have come down with COVID over the last couple of days. So I'm praying I'm wishing for you all to have a speedy recovery um, and that you all get to celebrate, you know, the holiday, whether you are, a, whether you follow um, Christmas or celebrate Christmas or whether it's just downtime for you. Um, I wish you all um, a happy holiday. Thank you for listening. Have a lovely evening. Have a lovely new year. And I will see you on the other side. Good night from me.